today on the Zabecast, special guest, Zabe's brother from another mother. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother. A Baltimore kid who grew up closer to the Brady Bunch than the wire. So you were like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> not, Come on, not some as, of mama's not, hamburger. It's just as good as McDonald's. It's better than McDonald's. Not as poor, but the same thing, yeah. And a grown-ass man who doesn't have any time for anything less than the bare-knuckle truth. And the truth shall set you free! And now... Ready to call out all the number one bullshit in the world. Notorious J-A-Y. Here we go. I got your B open today. The alternate open. You like that one better than the other one? Be honest. No, I like the open, but I I come off kind of like an asshole. Well, you are. (laughs) (laughs) So am I. I come off like an asshole, but it seems to have worked for me in this industry over the last 30 years. No, actually this morning, uh, I'm out here live in Mesquite, Nevada. Once again, a week long golf trip. We are now through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Jay, and then we're done golfing 20 drunken idiots. And, um, it's a good trip. But now is when we're going to really find out how much fun we're actually having. <laughs> As you know, you can only do Vegas, well, Vegas for three days. You're out there for a week. Oh, God. It's, a, it's not Vegas. It's not Vegas. It's, it's Mesquite. Although, do you know how Mesquite markets themselves? They market themselves. One of our guys on the trip said this. He goes, they market themselves as Vegas the way it used to be. In other words... $10 blackjack with fair rules, with two deck deals, no shoes, no auto shufflers, uh, three to two on blackjacks, which is not great, but it's still better than six to five. It is kind of like Vegas the way it used to be. And hookers, as far as the eye can see. There ain't no hookers here in Mesquite, I can assure you of that. <laughs> Although, last night, Jay, something happened which was quite interesting. You want to hear it? Of course I do. Okay, if, if a hooker's involved, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a hooker. So we're no, at a black okay. we're at a blackjack table, and remind you, you know, this is Mesquite, Nevada. There's hardworking fixed income retirees, ranchers, grizzled, sunburnt old men and women, right? That populate the this casino, the Casablanca. But there's one woman who is in her mid forties, I'm guessing who had blonde hair, attractive features, a decent enough body, clothes that were clearly not off the rack from, I don't know, TJ Maxx, Uh, some some bling on her finger, some bling around her neck, and a bit too much eyeliner, and had been a little bit worn out, but had that je ne sais quoi about her, that sort of this gal may be ready to rumble kind of thing, right? Do you got the picture yet? I got it. Okay, so she's there playing blackjack with us, and she's being chatty with the table and with everyone else. <laughs> I asked. Wait a minute. She was by herself. She was by herself. By herself, but I noticed she had a. Oh, this gets. 
She had a, gets better. Oh, 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 oh it's, it gets good. So she's got a she's got a, a a ring on her left ring finger, the the wedding band finger, but it doesn't have a singular rock, but it definitely has a constellation of smaller diamonds in like a band. So it's blingy, right? She's got that. So I'm assuming she's married. All right. And we're talking, and I asked the dealer the question. I said, how come you don't let the players cut the deck? Because you know how they give you the red card, the cut the cut card to cut the deck, typically? Yes. The yes. dealers were cutting the deck themselves. And I said, why, why don't you do that? Mind you, there's no plexiglass up. There's no masks on. There's nothing. No pandemic stuff. And one of the people at the table said, it's because of COVID. And I go, oh, God. So this is the last remnant that still isn't quite back to normal, where you, you let people touch the card. And then I joke sarcastically. I go, but, you know, I think in the whole scheme of the pandemic, those little red cards saved a lot of lives by people not touching them. <laughs> Just to be a sarcastic asshole. Just to be you. Yeah, exactly. She then, this woman launches into a, you know, Trump should have won the election in my mind. He should still be president. I'm just going to say that and let it out, sort of like releasing the doves. And I'm just like, okay, ma'am, all right, fair enough. Uh, Mind you, there was not a lot of people that were, like, going to fight her over this. So anyway, so we're there playing. And then I hear a voice from behind as I'm wondering, what's your deal, woman? hear a voice from behind that says, you better get up from that table right fucking now or you will ever you will lose every goddamn thing you have. Ooh. And I'm like, "Whoa. Plot twist." I gently turn my head cuz I don't want to make a scene, and I see a gentleman who is similar age, maybe early 50s, somewhat of a Middle Eastern complexion. I didn't get a great look at him. And he is then saying to her, Get your ass off that table right now. She was mid-hand, Jay. She had cards on the table, money on her spot, and she's like, wait a minute, but I'm, I'm playing a hand. And he was like, "Get if you know what's fucking good for you, you will leave that money right there. You know what she did? She left got the up. money. She got the fuck up, and she walked off, and he was berating her ass. Uh, as they walked out of the casino area. Now, question. What do you think happened? What do you think that was? Because I was confused, and then my roommate, Big Mike, Big Mike, actually, I think, had the best theory, but I want to hear yours. Tip hand comes to mind. I thought that. I thought maybe this is a mesquite pimp. Yes. <laughs> Okay, that that's one theory. However, the knuckleheads in this casino they don't have they don't have more than a hundred bucks to rub together. Like you're 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 not gonna make it's it's not a good business to be pimping. What's the saying in wrestling, Jay? Pimping ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy. <laughs> that was the Godfather, right? In wrestling, and that was the Godfather, yeah, right? Easy. So I thought possibly pimp, but then I was like, eh, you know what? If you got a woman who is available for hire, she's not going to have a wedding band on, right? So the theory from my boy Mike was he 
was the affair. And he was telling her, listen, I told you I want you in my room, you know what my you-know-what, and I have to come down here to find you. I will blow your spot up with your husband, and then you will have nothing if you don't get off that damn table. How's that for a theory? That's a great... We, we, we've got to see her again before the week is over. <laughs> if she shows up tonight, I will try to get a sneaky picture just so you can Please see a visual do. on that. But yeah, Please you know, do. the fascinating things you see uh, at the casino here in Mesquite, Nevada. Let's get to the big news of the day. Holy shit. When we saw this on the golf course today, we were like, what? Tyreek down there somewhere. Tyreek now down in South Beach somewhere. A five-for-one trade for the fastest football man on the planet. Are you shocked? I, I am shocked overall by the NFL trades. As long as you you and I have been liking football for the same amount of time, yeah. there has never been a frenzy of trades like this ever in an offseason of football. Absolutely. Do you think Tyreek is worth five picks? It was like a first, oh. a second and then a fourth and a sixth and a third mixed in there as well. And they rip up his deal and they give him a huge new deal that's more than Devontae Adams. Is Tyreek more valuable than Devontae Adams? Hell no. Right. Hell no. He's for, a, a, for a five for a five seven wide receiver right. who is great in the slots, but can be covered. If he, he can't he's not a number just like Juju Smith Schuster, oh. he's not a number one. He is not a number one. He's a he's sort of like Deshaun Jackson, but he's got a bit more all around all purpose game. He's Better thicker. Hands, yes. Better hands, he's yes. thicker, right? He's got a little dash of Steve Steve Smith. Steve Smith was a great number one wide receiver at five foot eleven because he could high point passes and come down with them over bigger dudes. And he was tough as hell, too. Tough as shit, exactly. Tyreek is a little more rugged than Deshaun. He's not in the shop as much as Deshaun was. Deshaun would always have a hamstring or something, right? Because when you're that fast, you got to pop a hammy. But, right, but why did the Chiefs get out of that business? Well, is was his deal, it had to be because they didn't think they could resign him. That has to be the reason. Yeah. Because is he, he's going to be a free agent after next year, right? Yeah, I think he was going to be uh, a free agent next year. So, so you're paying your quarterback a gazillion dollars. You can't pay everyone. Right. Thank God for the salary cap because the Chiefs are the most talking the shit about what we've done. One winning, one winning Super Bowl team ever. <laughs> I'm going to hate them now. <laughs> oh, really? So you're now you're you're yeah. on the hate train with the Chiefs. They're like the 2008 Boston Celtics. <laughs> the- one ring. The but, one but ring, talking shit all the time. One ring dynasty. <laughs> one, yeah, ring one ring and we dynasty, won't stop yes. telling you about it. Oh, God, I'm tired of it. Okay. Do some, what's your next trick? Thank you. By the way, um, they did lift to the rafters uh, Kevin Garnett's jersey number in Boston. Again, I'm the biggest KG fan ever, but oh, my. Every other week, it's a celebration of the 2008 Boston. Jesus Christ. You would think they won. You think he was Bill Russell. You won one. It it is weird, you know. I I I think about it and I'm like that's a hell of an honor 
you're up there in some pretty lofty rafters, right? Yeah. And I'm I not sure again. I'm not sure that 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 he is worthy of it. As good as he was. As good as he was. Well, people say he is one of the best teammates ever. And Boston, funny as it is, loves that stuff. Right. So I get why he's so revered in Boston. I get that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the ghost runner is back in baseball, Jay. Your thoughts. I don't like this. I hate this. It's, be- <laughs> it's, it's becoming 13-14 Pony League baseball now. I mean, I mean. I I am happy they got rid of the ship because I hated the ship. Now wait, I have not I have not seen this. I have not seen this. They're getting rid of the ship next year. How how are they going to get rid of it? No more ship after next season. Well, but I mean, define it. You can't have more fielders on one side of the second base. Dividing line. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So the extreme shift. You can still get them pretty close. Yeah, but you can't. Every pitch is a new shift. It was getting old and boring. I, I hate it. Again, I'm Bob I'm on Black Bob Costas. I'm too much of a purist. So. <laughs> so you're so you're glad that they are banning the shift. Yes. But the ghost runner is just for Shohei Otani. Oh really? Yeah. I think that's who just who it's for. Why? Because in fact I saw I saw somebody call it the Shohei Otani. Because they don't want him to get injured while he because I think he can pitch and hit like still. If he wants to, huh? So that he can, so he can have a ghost runner when he hits, so he doesn't get hurt. But then, doesn't he play the field? Well, so, but I, I the, when I say the ghost runner, I mean the runner at sec at second base instantly in the tenth inning to try to induce okay. the end of games. Okay. That's what I mean by ghost runner. Oh, That's well, what they're okay, calling so ghost I'm, runner. It's really it's a misnomer, but yeah. So they're going to put a well. That, okay, that, yeah. that was the dumbest rule of all time. That was well. That, well, that, it's was, back, that, was, that was that was softball barely. <laughs> All right, but you don't really like seventeen inning games, do you? That's okay. I have been <laughs> arguing with my friends for at least fifteen years. Baseball is the most fairest sport ever. You always have a chance to win, unlike any other sport. You can't milk the clock. You can't ice the right. puck. Right. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You know, two minutes to go in football. I can run four or five times. Good for you. Always have a chance to win. Hey, if if you don't know how to manage your pitching staff, that's you. Yeah. Well, they God, say I, I, they say these managers they don't want to have to burn up their staffs. And my and, counter, and, my counter would be, well, then just tank the game and lose if you don't want to burn up your staff. They always say a fifteen inning game ruins your pitching staff for about four days. Well, then, then lose the game. It's one of one sixty two, right? Or or win it in nine. There you go. Try <laughs> right. winning. How about right. that? Right. Hey, we're just glad we have baseball. I saw a list of the payrolls in baseball. Uh the Dodgers are number one at two hundred and seventy million dollars. And then the Yankees and I forget who was third come in at like two forty. And then down from there. Your Orioles, Jay, you being a Baltimorean are at thirty million dollars. There is a two hundred plus million dollar payroll gap between you guys and the Yankees. How is this even a sport? I have said this before because Baltimore well not Baltimore fans, Baltimore media, the way you hate 
uh, JT, what's, what's his what's his name? Not hate, but the way you roll your eyes at Grant Paulson and what's it, JP? Oh, what's his JP what's his Finley? Name? JP Finley. I don't roll my Everybody. eyes, but I realize that they've got to be sort of they they have to spin the positive with the Commanders. They have to. Okay. Well, in Baltimore, they do the same thing for the Orioles GM Mike Elias. Really? And it's been five. It's been five years now. Okay. At some point, you've got to show me. You've got to show, show me, me the work. baby. Don't tell me, me how me much it hurts. Don't tell me how much you're working. Show me the fucking baby. Again, you, at some point, you have to start putting a competitive team yes. on the field. At what point do you do that? All I hear is him talk about, you know, we have a great farm system, blah, 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 blah. Okay, start winning at least 70 games. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's – uh. It's tough to to sort of get your head around. I mean, you want to believe that every team has a chance. Hope springs eternal. Maybe next year, as the saying goes in baseball, but in reality, it's not quite that. It's um, again, give me seventy. Give me a hope at a wild card bid. Give me something. Yes, I exactly. Just to, I just don't, you know, I just don't want to see third-rate middle infielders who are, as they say, are just holding over till the young kids come up. But when are these young kids going to come up? I mean, come on. Right. Enough. Enough. We've, we've got 97 uh, first-round draft picks who are in the minor leagues now. At some point, they got to do something. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the broadcast front, I'm sure you saw this news today, Uh-oh. the Washington Commanders are going to have to find a new broadcast home for their radio play-by-play because Odyssey Incorporated, which owns both sports talk stations in D.C., 106.7 The Fan on FM, which is the better of the signals, and then 980 AM, which I was on for many years, they have said, you know what, we're out. And our boy Sheehan on air said that one of the key things about why this relationship finally ended after all these years was because it was important, he said, to continue to be able to provide honest, objective analysis and commentary about the franchise. And apparently that was one of the points that Dan Snyder and his minions were hammering home. Like, hey, if we're going to pay you all this money, or if you're going to pay us all this money, other way around, we don't want you bashing us. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you. We're out. How about them? Corey Sheehan is the voice of reason now. Wow. <laughs> Explain Coy Sheehan for those that don't know. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Joe Gibbs' son was named Coy, and I thought no one loved Joe Gibbs as much as Kevin, so I nicknamed him Coy Sheehan. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So how about that? Now, the the commanders put out a statement, Jay, that said, you know, we. That the Odyssey wanted to be back with us. They even offered more money. But we decided we were going in a different direction to reach a new audience and to refresh our presentation in the market. Did you ever in your life see the team falling this low? No, of course you couldn't. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, my God. Oh. And I remember the day that Dan Snyder bought 980. Cause we I were, do, too. Yeah, we were owned. Were you there at the time? I was there. I, re- I remember you, me, Andy, 
And I think Kevin went to brunch at that pancake joint up the street. And that's, we talked about that for like 30 minutes. Yes. Yeah. So at the time, our radio station, 980, was really the only sports talk station. 106.7 was just coming out of its sort of guy talk phase. Don and had, Mike and Howard Stern. And Don and Mike, yeah. Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony, uh, Big O and Ron Dukes and in the afternoon, Ron and Fez. Yeah, and and so they were sort of spitting out of that. I think they had just started, but there was we were the one sports talk station in town of record, and so Snyder's like, "Fuck it, we're gonna I'm gonna buy that place, so at least then I can you know tamp down criticism," and then owned us with extreme neglect, extreme neglect, for the better part of ten years, sold us for pennies on the dollar. Losing $20 million in the process, but it's a rounding error for a billionaire, right, who doesn't give a shit, who owns an NFL team. And now, apparently, 980 and 106.7 is like, fuck you guys. We're not going to sign some deal that says we're going to be subject to your review of what we say about you guys. See you later. I got a feeling they're going to be streaming on an internet radio station. Well, I'm trying to think in the market exactly who would uh, pick them up. <laughs> Maybe a Radio 1 station would pick them up. <laughs> How's that going to work? Yeah, I guess not. All right, thoughts on the tournament as we're now on the eve of the Sweet 16. Go. Uh, the Duke game on Sunday was one of the best games I've seen in a while. Carolina almost losing would have been the most catastrophic loss in the history of NCAA basketball. Oh, the officiating is horrible. Right. And I have not seen, there's not been one breakout star. There's Except been no for that guy, Doug Edwards. Right. From St. Peter's. Yeah. yeah, I know. Edwards the Cinderella. Yesterday, Mr. X pointed out, he's like, look, I looked at at St. Peter's regular season record. The only reason they're in the tournament. Maryland beat them by like 50. I remember that. He was like, they stink. They're in the worst conference in the league. And the only reason they made the tournament was because Iona. Iona got beat in the semifinals. Yes, they shit their pants. (laughs) They got through. And and, and I heard, well, Maryland signed Kevin Willard, new coach. And I saw on Maryland boards. People calling for Shaheen Holloway. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I know. These idiot fans. And I said, Stupid. and I said, you know, maybe Shaheen Holloway doesn't want that job. Maybe he wants something better than that. And he's gonna he's gonna take the seat hall job. You've got to go back to your office. Why? Job. Maybe there's a better job waiting for him. You know, I mean, again, he's really done nothing to blow wind up my skirt. I know a, a top top twenty job. You win you win two games in March, and suddenly yeah, all mean, is right with the world. Forget all the shitty basketball you played during the year. Suddenly everything is great. Have you have you been pleased or displeased with the broadcasting of the games? Uh, it's been a mixed bag. I think that uh, Iron Eagle is sublime. I think some of the other guys. Have you been doing the games with Jim Spinarco? Yeah. By the way, if I had to explain to I had to explain to someone how good Jim Spinarco was, and they they were like, "Who is this guy?" And I'm like, "Okay, Jim Spinarco was Christian Leitner before Christian Leitner was at Duke." 
That, that's who that's who Jim Spinarco was. He was him and Mike Jeminski. Oh my God, God were they good? Yeah, and good as a player or good as a broadcaster? Good, good as a college player. Okay. Jim Spinarco, because right. they were like, I, I don't know who this Jim Spinarco was, and I was like, Jim Spinarco was the goods in college. Trust me. Yeah, and then uh, I, you know, uh, Mister X said yesterday that he thought that Dan Bonner was very good as an analyst. Dan Bonner is like one of the best ever. I don't. Yeah. Look, he's very underrated. Yeah, so I, I've liked the announcers. Uh, they've been good so far. Uh, Andy properly crushed the one gal who's the analyst who played in the WNBA many years ago, or maybe not even WNBA, but played college basketball, for saying, don't tell me it doesn't matter in March. It's like, well, nobody said it that. What do you? What oh, do you, I missed that one, man. I'd yes. like to say, so if it doesn't matter, what? I know. Okay, it, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. okay. It made no sense to me either. So there well, you go. Am I going to be crushed if I give a take on no? <laughs> what am I going to? I'm female broadcasters. No. How, Listen, I, I can't. I expressed my appreciation for Doris Burke the other day. Uh, Doris Burke, I love Doris Burke. I'm not even. I love. I love Carolyn Peck on games. She's awesome. But who's that? Beth Mowens. Ugh. Yeah, Beth Mowens is terrible. <laughs> I, you oh, know, and, and and the reason that Doris Burke works is that she has found a conversational voice. She doesn't force it upon you. You know what I mean? She is. But I not... like Pam Ward though. Also, she was. I like Pam Ward doing games. Yeah, Pam Ward. Is she still oh, knocking okay. around? Is she still out there doing? I stuff? don't think she is. I don't think. But Pam Ward was good. Hi, Karumba. All right. Anything when else? Think, wait, wait, when what? do you think we will get an all-female NFL booth? That's coming next year, right? That's hundred percent. I'm sure it is because it'll tickle the executives. Whether yeah, or not okay. it's worthy or good, it doesn't really matter at this point. You okay. know, I mean, mm-hmm. I want I want the gals in on the action. I love gals that love sports. It's a big tent. You know, I'm not a caveman, but the forcing of it. Yes, you are. Oh, I am a caveman. A <laughs> little bit of a caveman. Jay, who is who is more ruthless to men announcers than me? Oh, nobody. Oh, Thank you, you. yes. Yeah. Thank you. You still hate Al Michaels, which is sacrilegious. Bullshit is not sacrilegious. The guy is fucking coasting still. Coasting on his miracle on ice, and now he's 77. He's going to be on a streaming service with Kirk Herbstreet, who's 40 years younger than him. Maybe. So is Herbie out of the college, college football game? No, he's doing both. Okay, all right. I like I like Herb Street. I like Herb Street. So I do too. But I, is that is that an inspiring Thursday night booth for you? Al Michaels at seventy seven and Kirk. I love Al Michaels. I you love do. Kirk Herb Street. I'm I'm all in. I'm at all what in. at what point would you be like? You know what, Al? You should probably hang him up. When he gets to be, um, what was it? Uh, Leslie Vince's husband. Why can't I think of his Oh, name? Dick Stockton. Dick Stockton. When he gets to be Dick, Dick Stockton, Stockton bad, got... bad, then you'll say, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Right. When he got bad towards the end, I was like, it's, oh, it's time to go there. Okay. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up? You've been very kind to stay up late. It's 1030 on the East Coast. And uh, and I made you wait because I just got back from the golf course. We played 36 holes today, Jay. It was lovely weather, but damn, I am drunk, I am sunburned, and I'm a little bit worn out. So well, I I have to tee you up because this story has tickled my fancy. The Phil Mickelson not playing Augusta. Yeah, 
No, I think there's more to it. I think he's got a huge gambling debt that's going to come out in the next couple months. The oh, news of it. I love it. I, I, <laughs> I know. I know. He's a he's a selfish piece of shit is what he is. And he, he pawned himself off. Yeah. But I've, I've said this. He, he is. He's a bad guy who only cares about he, himself. And, and you know, when people say, well, he didn't say anything that was wrong about Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, no, he was not wrong on the actual points. But it was breathtaking in its callousness and its greed. The greed is completely off-putting to a lot of people, you know? He tried to play both sides of the fence. Oh, yeah. Oh, he thinks he's smarter than everybody, and he's not because he steps he steps in shit a lot, and he's cost himself a lot of money because he couldn't shut the fuck up about this new Saudi golf league and had to run his mouth to Alan Shipnuck. So, yeah, it's pretty stunning. I mean, Jay, for a golfer of Mickelson stature, three-time Masters winner, to skip the holy week that is – Augusta, while perfectly healthy, that is not insignificant. So, I, I, I got to hear the backstory, so yeah. I'm waiting for that. Well, and you know, the, the Green Jackets did not want him making his first tournament back, the Masters, because then all the press cycle is about questions about him and about this rival golf league. And you know, the Green Jackets are like, wow, we would like the focus to be on our tournament. Want, yeah, right. They don't want they don't want this shit about everything else. They're like, you go do that on your own time. So he would have had he would have had to have come back earlier and dealt with all the questions. I think Phil's handling it wrong because you got to rip the bandaid off. It's going to come out at some point. So get it over with. Why are you letting it fester? Oh well. And Tiger's just sitting somewhere, just giggling like a little schoolgirl. Yeah, well, Tiger has targeted the 2023 Masters, according to Golf Digest, to come back and play. So his leg is still a long way from being able to walk 18 holes for four straight days. All right, Jay. Thank you for your time. Godspeed. Go to bed. No FTG this week, and we will talk to you next week. All right? Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. All right. That is a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Have yourself a wonderful Thursday. Tomorrow is going to be Charch time. He's agreed to be up late with me, and we will talk to Charch about a variety of things. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. In the time it takes you to listen to this ad, Almost 3 million gallons of water will have flowed over the deck at Niagara Falls. And when that deck needs to be protected from all that water, it's sealed with America's recognized brand in water protection, Thompson's Water Seal. Oh look, another 100,000 gallons. Weather protected, water sealed. Thompson's Water Seal, trust the seal. Available at a retailer near you.